Lady Ada, what is this? Hi, everybody, and welcome to the last show and tell of 2020. Thank goodness this year is almost over. It's yeah. me, Lady Ada, with me is Mr. Lady Ada, but we've got a whole bunch of people all lined up from around the world. They're going to come by and show you some cool technology, maker stuff, 3D printing, cosplay, code, calendars, and more. We're going to get straight into it because we got a lot of people. Oh, stuff Let's go uh, check in with Kevin. From the freezing Midwest. <laughs> the freezing Midwest, yes. Hey, Kevin. Hey, how's everybody doing? Oh, it hi. is so great to see that 2020 is almost over. I'm glad you said that, Lamar, because it's we're all ready. Yes. So I know there's a lot of people in line, and we want to get through it. First thing I want to say, I said it last week because I wasn't sure if I was going to make it today, but thank you, everybody, from Show & Tell. It's been an amazing year. As crappy as 2020 has been for a lot of things, it's been really good in the community. So thank you from DigiKey, from myself. It's been great. So one thing I want to share is we did a contest with Hackaday back in, I believe it was September, October timeframe. And it was a circuit sculpture contest. And these designs were so incredible that we thought we got to do something with them. We can't just have a contest and have it all go to waste. So we have put together a 2021 calendar with the winners of the circuit sculpture contest. And you can see on the screen here, this is uh, just a couple of them I'm gonna show show you. Uh, it, it's just so cool. And we've actually added, I'm gonna run down to September really quick because it's my favorite day of the year. We added a lot of important dates in technology history. And as you can see, September 9th, 2021 is CircuitPython day. Yay! So we are, we're not done with adding all that into this calendar quite yet, um, but it's going to print, I believe, next week. And I know we're it's already 2020, so we're actually running this into 2022 to make up for or 20, yeah, 2022 to make up for the missed month. All right, well, team, we definitely have to do Circuit Python Day on September 9th now. What's that? It's a snakey. I said we, I said we definitely have to do uh, Circuit Python Day on September 9th of 2021. Now. That's a good day. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I found it. So if it's wrong, we'll change it. It hasn't been printed yet. No, it's not. It, it, it's not wrong, and we're definitely going to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Okay. Hey, everybody, Circuit Python Day, September 9th, twenty twenty one. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hear it here first. So uh, you know, stay tuned, and we can uh, definitely get some of these out. We'll give them out on social media. We'll give them out, you know, different ways throughout the year. Hopefully, we can get some events towards the middle of twenty twenty one, and. You know, see some of you people that we've missed missed everybody in person and let's have a great year. And again, thank you everybody for such a fantastic 2020. All right, couple things. First, thank you, Kevin and everyone at DigiKey. Um, I sent their, their senior team a note today. CC Kevin, we had a really good end of year. Our team thinks DigiKey, our community thinks DigiKey. Everything really came together this year from Adabox to our partnership to helping out makers. And um, kind of fun side note, I started Hackaday like 17 years ago, and it's still the same logo. It's still ha called Hackaday. I have nothing to do with it now other than I read it. Um, and uh, I made a Hackaday manifesto of all the things I wanted to do with Hackaday. I eventually did them at a bank. I eventually did them uh, with Lamore here at Adafruit. And then I've um, watched Hackaday and even told some of their team, like, hey, here's some of the things that I wanted to get to, and you're doing it. And one of them was a calendar that's just like this, which is like, let's take all the cool things from the community, do a calendar, because hack a day was basically like published a hack every single day. And it would be like a hack a month. And and there's a community and we are what we celebrate. And if you want to see cool electronics and things, you have to celebrate it. So this is a really neat, um, two of my favorite things 
in one, Hackaday and DigiKey, all on a calendar, all part of this community. So thanks for doing this with Hackaday, Kevin, and uh, very cool. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the team at Hackaday, they're, they're so great to work with. They're such a fun group. Sophie and the team, they're a lot of fun and love working with them. It's a great partnership. Shout out to Sophie. Shout out Sophie. All, All right. right. Thank well, thank you, you so much, Kevin. Happy New year. year. And uh, yeah, we get to say see you next year. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the show until tonight. Have a nice day warm. All right. We're going to go to Dan next because Dan has a pretty exciting anniversary that he's going to share. Dan. What were you doing 50 years ago? What's going on? So 50 years ago this year is when I wrote my first uh, program. I'm uh, 63. And so this is when I was... 13, I was in eighth grade. We had to do an algebra project, uh, a math project. And uh, my parents are both physicists. We live in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Let me go back. This is my, uh, and I was able to use a computer that my father used at a cyclotron to collect data and process the results. So this is the first program I ever wrote. It's in Fortran 4. It's by Danny Halbert. You can see that. I'm calling you Danny from now on. It is yeah, it's over. Fine with me. <laughs> and uh, April 13th. And this was just, I, I was trying to uh, compute square roots by doing successive approximations. So I computed the square root with a library routine, and then I computed it in a loop here by trying successive approximations and had a termination condition. And I don't see the output here, but the numbers are the same. So that's the very first program I wrote. Uh, my father helped me a little bit with the termination condition because the first time I ran this, it did two or three or four or five, and then it just hung looping and it never quite got to the last thing. So he suggested a change in the termination condition. But so that, floating, that point, floating point comparisons bite you from, from the first code to the last code. Exactly, yeah. Killer. So this computer, here's a picture of the computer. It actually had some more bays than this. This is a 32, it had 32 kilo kilowords of 24-bit um, words, and it ran at like 50 megahertz or something, 50, 75 megahertz. I would say this is kind of equivalent to a SAMD51 because it had a hardware floating point. But it was a nice, nice machine to use. Um, use punch cards. So I wrote punch cards on an IBM 029 uh, punch card machine that was this is not the one I used. It's just a picture of one that I found. And I learned Fortran by reading this book, which is from my birth year. It's from uh, uh, 1957, which my mother used when she was first writing some Fortran programs. But it wasn't that old at the time. And after writing a few more of these, I wrote a few more programs like a prime number program. And then I wrote a program to generate random poetry which was grammatically correct. And this was like word processing in Fortran, which was kind of harder to do. So I brought this, these, one of these poems to my, my ninth grade English class and they couldn't, they had a lot of trouble uh, analyzing it. <laughs> but- uh, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> this is cool. This is, this is I didn't tell them. Then I said, oh, I was written by a computer. Right? Here comes Danny with his computer poetry again. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're like, what is, what on earth is this? Right, right. Well, I, I had a list of like adjectives, nouns, and verbs, and it would choose randomly and paste them together in a fixed sentence structure. 
What's the um, like latest machine learning thing where it like makes a poem for you? No, it's like I trained a mach yeah, machine like learning on 15. GPTL3 or something like that, or I forgot the name of it. Dan yeah. was doing that 50 years ago. Right, right, right. And the reason that I learned to program is that I actually want to do a math project with this digital logic micro lab, which I would buy from Popular Electronics that had gates and stuff, but it wasn't available in time. So I learned to program instead. And eventually I got one of these. And on the first, uh, when I was visiting Adafruit several years ago, I brought this with me to show you. But um, so I've always been interested in both hardware and software. Dude, there's a desoldering tool. It's new. I did Check a um, I did a series of um, posts and articles on Make Magazine about popular electronics, and how that was the play. That that was the way a lot of people got into programming. They would read something in there, and they're like, "I'm gonna like you know you would, the programs were included in there as well, and you would like retype them, and then you would right you know, right. And this was but this was before all this. This is before personal computers. So the first for yeah. some computers like 72 maybe or something. This is a couple of years. Yeah. yeah, this is like Gates. You've got Gates and you've got Unijunctions. Enjoy. Go have yeah. fun, kids. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, outstanding, Dan. Yeah, Thank awesome. you so much for sharing this. And and today, um, you just pushed the beta for um, CircuitPython 6.1? Uh, 6.1.0. So Jeff did that today. Yeah. Jeff beta did that. Yeah. Gotcha. So 50 years later, um, you're, you're still writing code. Publishing stuff, um, the, the computer is a little smaller. It could fit right. in the now. Um, but what an amazing uh, 50 years. I'm looking forward to you know, the next the few decades. Years. Yeah, the yeah. next few decades together of uh, publishing and writing code. All right. What Thank is, you very much. What is it going to be next? Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Danny. I Albert. hope you did well in your eighth grade and class. And your beat poetry. Okay. Thanks. Awesome. All right, next up, let's go to Brent. Hey, Brent. Hello, that was really cool. Um, I didn't get to experience that because I'm younger than Dan and like my first programming experience was not the same. But I noticed like on the popular mechanics, they had a new touch on off control circuit and circuit Python, there's touch IO. Yes, yeah. that's right. Nothing full, and speakers. Full, full circle. Yeah. yeah, total full circle. So this past week I did a short project uh, if my camera wants to focus today, almost. I see a tweet. Yeah, it's really bad at focusing. I have to fix that. Um, it's so okay. we had an existing project in the learning system um, for displaying tweets. Davis Dell did it, and it was for Pi Portal. And since the Mac tag came out, we have Deep Sleep, and we also have Native Wi-Fi. And so this project fetches tweets every 15 minutes and displays it on the screen, and it's really nice and crisp. Yeah. Um, the e-ink screen is really nice. Even the Twitter logo is really good. And it displays your handle, the full name, and then the text of the tweet. And then it goes to sleep to save power. And every 15 minutes, it will wake up. And it's not a very complicated guide, but it's really good if you want to start parsing information and showing it on your mag tag from an OAuth API. And like Twitter is very, very important this year. Um, you can set this to any Twitter account. I have it set to mine but you can also set it to tracking COVID stats. You can set it to looking at the news. Um, I usually keep like another screen open with the news, but I've just had this on my desk since it's not as invasive. Um, yeah, that's cool. A big monitor glaring at me. 
I definitely, I, I've built a bunch of these MagTech projects just because I like the non-glare. Like if I, I'm like, I got my to-do list, I'll just stare at it and then I, you know, it doesn't flash and annoy me. So yeah, totally. Yeah. Agree. It's great. Oh, cool. it's like passive display. All right. And the guide is live. So people can try it out for themselves. Yeah. I'll post it in Discord. Have a good 2020. Have right. a great new year. Brent. Looking forward to your uh, next 40 plus years of uh, writing code, Brent. I know. I can't wait until Don't I can come on when I'm code. <laughs> I'll be like, here's my first program. Everybody will be like, right. oh my God. I, I remember. I don't have my first program anymore. Exactly. I gotta go find it. I know what it is, yeah. but I don't know where it is. I don't even know if I have it because we like write everything to disk and just keep erasing now. Yeah. I this is the problem. Like Dan has a printout, but we saved our like floppy and like the floppies died. So it's like Dan, this is why Dan generation. We, we can all device. visit the GitHub Arctic Vault when the uh, ice caps melt and get our code. Okay. I can't wait. Bye, guys. Thanks, Brent. Oops. Bye. All right. Next up, let's go to Noah Pedro. I, I just wanted to comment on that. I can't wait till like Gavin's grandkids are like, you had to use your hands. Just like a Back to the Future. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so what so this week? week was uh, like how Phil likes to say a receipt for 2020. So all the projects yeah. that we did for this year, I think it was like 42. I think with guides and all that. And like I couldn't even fit all the projects into the video. So that's what. Uh, was this week, but uh, for next week, we want to preview the Darksaber build. Yeah, so I needed to build a stand for it because like I've been working on it and it kind of takes a lot of space on my desk. So I built a little stand for it and it props it up there. Pedro, if you want to turn it on, we can take a look at the, this was, at the thing working. Of course, this was inspired by that Hasbro one that's coming out soon. Yeah, the stand. I saw that Hasbro is making an FX version that will be released like sometime in 2021. Uh, so I was like, hey, they should make a- Damn, that looks good. It's pretty fun. I like it. And uh, I put together some some other things too, um, some cat animations so I could show kind of like the assembly because I'm really into that. Uh, so give me a sec here to pull that up and we'll do the hilt first. All right, so the hilt, uh, I needed a kind of a visual way to show how the pieces are fitted together. And one of like the most important pieces I think is like hidden inside, right? So I got these two screws and the thing on the inside is what I'm calling the coupler because it kind of couples these pieces together. Mm -hmm. But it has a hole in the center, so it allows like the uh, the cabling to pass through, and it's it's fairly thick, so it makes these uh, these pieces uh, really rigid when you put them all together. They just kind of slide into each other, and then these two screws kind of fit in like that. And then there's like little uh, cavities in the inside um, that allow hex nuts to press fit into. So you get this really nice mechanical fitting. So hopefully that sh that shows uh, how that bit is uh, put together. And then I have one last one. Uh, let's see if I can switch to that one really quick. This one is the blade. So the blade is two pieces. And oh, that's not one. That's not the right one. There it is. <laughs> so the blade is in two pieces. And um, I have these two pockets in the inside so I could fit these uh, these two uh, these two screws and these heck nuts uh, inside there. And one of the things I found when I built it is like I needed to add to these drafted angles. So I could actually maneuver this screwdriver. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to fit it in there. Uh, yeah. So I really like that. It's super secure. You don't need to use glue. And uh, the LED strip fights in that kind of center channel there. But uh, I put those together yeah. just to kind of visually show how this assembly is, at least for those pieces. Yeah, get uh, hex caps so that you can like fit a, a narrow, they have like super narrow Allen wrenches and that way you don't have to uh, area, maybe. Yeah, that's a good idea. I did get like an angle a little bit for our uh, screwdriver. So okay. sweet. All right. So uh, yeah, so this will hopefully be uh, the project, like the first project of 2021. Yeah. So great way to kick off. Slice into the future. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, right. Thank you, man. And uh, we'll be playing the recap video during Ask an Engineer. And uh, everyone stay tuned because um, we're going to be doing even more in 2021. You bet. Totally. Nice. All right, folks. Bye. All right. Next up.
Scott, Scott, what's going on? Hello. As you know, the holidays have just passed. Uh, we celebrate Christmas in our house. Um, so I actually made a Christmas ornament for uh, a handmade gift for my family and my wife's family. Uh, so here's the final version. Um, a lot of them live in Michigan. My wife's from Michigan. So it's a Michigan shaped um, with like the towns and the, yeah. the traces on the front are actually run where the highways are as well. Um, and then I made these snowflake designs and you can touch them to change what is happening. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it through the camera. So uh, yeah. there's six yeah. snowflakes and they do different things. Um, this one, like the longer you hold it, it picks a color. Um, this one is like fading uh, red and green. Uh, that one is just a fading white. So if you have like white lights on your Christmas tree, this is like how bright do you want just a static white? And then this one is just a random like color sort of walk. Um, so I did that. It's Osh Park After Dark and uh, it's running CircuitPython, of course. So you can see a uh, happy holidays message here. Uh, it's just a SAMD21, uh, it's a reset button flash. Uh, three or three AAAs uh, powering it. I did put a Stemma on there. Um, it does work, but I, I don't really have any demos. And then this is the debug edge. Uh, so this is how you just uh, attach something on there to do the initial program, which is That's super awesome. convenient. All right. Outstanding. Um, and you know, speaking of heirlooms and code for 50 years, you know, one of the things you'll be able to look back at that. 50 years from now and look at the code you wrote because I'm pretty sure text files and USBs, it, like something showing up as a drive is here to stay. That's not going to go away. Yeah. So um, that's kind of neat. And you have a STEMA thing. You can connect these together over the years. And mm -hmm. one thing um, we were talking about is maybe next year we're going to do like a yearly circuit Python ornament. So this might right. be a little preview of uh, 2021. Yeah. And I'd like to show my work. So here's, here's the first rev. You can see this yellow wire here is like, I forgot to connect the NeoPixels. And these red wires are actually connecting uh, capacitors uh, for the power for the NeoPixels. So things are not always correct the first time, and that's totally normal, and that's totally okay. All right, thank you, yeah, thank you so Scott. Much, Scott. Thank you. All right, uh, Jeff, what you got going on? Hello. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I came on and said I'm working on this thing to show icons from Font Awesome. And tonight, uh, that's what I'm doing still, but it's kind of packaged up as a library. And you can call out the icons by name, and you just say, um, make icon of, and then whatever all these names are. And so this is happening in real time with the newer font reading technology that's in Adafruit bitmap font. It's actually reading out each uh, bitmap just when we call for it. And plus it's waiting a half second between. So it's really fast. It's fast. And that improves all the fonts as long as you convert them into this new, newer PCF format, no matter whether you're you're doing uh, font awesome or not. That's a really nice improvement. But yeah, I'm gonna at least make a gist out of the code that loads up the icons and uh, toss up the links in the live chat in just a minute or two over on Discord. Wonderful. Very cool. This will help a lot of people build their own user interfaces. We make it easy. Mm -hmm. But this will make it uh, look yeah. better. You add those little accents, and really, it just sells the whole thing so much better. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you. All right. Bye. Good night, and happy new year. Happy, happy new, new year. year. All right. Paint Your Dragon, Phil B., what you got going on this week? Oh, hey, greet. Uh, hey, uh, Lamar and I, we came up with a thing really quick. 
for New Year's because everybody loves still came up with it, but yeah. <laughs> sand demos that everybody likes and everybody hates 2020 so you can take out your frustration on it that's right and play around and there's a guide for this there's a uf2 you can download if you have a matrix making the new year and bringing the new year yes if you're doing like a, a zoom new year's uh party or something um you can download that and you can you can wow your 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 friends there the trick is shake it six minutes before midnight and then that's you'll right. This is the most advanced stress toy ever. Yeah. Uh, I love the sparkly effect. The, the, uh, ah, and that's all it does. You just you shake it and you that's what I want. As it should. <laughs> and you get a new year. So, uh, right. and uh, other, other thing, uh, I was, I was one of those kids that tore apart all of his toys, see how they work. I have already dismantled my uh, Lumen Couture mask and stuck it on a, a logic analyzer. Because uh, I want to, I want to drive the Matrix myself. Um, so that's just a personal goof yeah. off thing I've been doing on weekends. Yeah, cool. we will um, have those in stock soon. People signed up for them, so we'll be um, shipping them out as soon as they get in. And awesome. uh, this is from the, the the maker directly. There's uh, other ones out there. Please don't buy those. Please buy the ones from the maker themselves. Yeah. And now us because we're a reseller. And I think one of the reasons that um, they they were like, hey, this would be cool if Adafruit sold them is because we're absolutely going to hack them. That's what we do. All <laughs> yeah. of us got in trouble taking apart things as kids. And that's why we work at Adafruit now. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. I mean, the, the pixel density on this thing is just, it's it's really neat. Um, so I, I, I had to I had to get in there. I took apart calculators and toys in there. I got in a lot of trouble. I got in so much trouble. Yep. <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble. Yeah, well, you know, who's laughing now? Um, so anyways... Okay, so there's a guide for this. There's UF2s there. You can you can download and uh, yeah. Play with it. Uh, Thank you well, thanks minute. so much, Phil B. I can't wait till the stylings and coding and uh, NeoPixels of Phil B go in and out of style the next fifty years. It'll be cool retro advanced, cool retro like it'll just go over and over and over again. So I'm looking forward to your version of what Dan showed uh, <laughs> tonight. You know, forty years from now or so. So we'll see. Oh, how that oh yeah. The, oh, the Neopixels, that's so tired. Ancient, ancient yeah. Neopixels. And it'll come back and be, yeah, it'll be ready. Yeah. It'll, it'll, be, cool it'll be like slab bracelets. Yeah. All right, yep. thanks, Philby. <laughs> All right, next up, Liz. How you doing, Liz? And Liz's code. Hey, how are you? What are you uh, doing? This code so, is 15 minutes old. <laughs> <laughs> this code is actually by um, Sean Hodgins. I've modified a little bit. He did this um, POV ornament this past weekend. And the part that really stuck out to me from his video is he has this Python script to convert images into um, uh, matrix data uh, for NeoPixels. And so it actually looks pretty similar to what Melissa's got going on for Blinka with the uh, frame buffer library. Um, so I ran a test image through um, and it did spit out the right stuff. So that was good. Um, and so my idea is to take like a NeoPixel matrix, that like eight by eight one, um, and try to get images on it and hopefully maybe party pair it by next week. Um, and so just as like a test, I have um, circuit playground with the colors in that array just to make sure it was coming up properly. Um, All so right. yeah, it should in theory work. <laughs> so start All right. Well, thank you so much, Liz. And we're looking forward to all the projects you're going to do in 2021. Thank yeah. you. And happy new year. Uh, happy new year. Happy tunes and some blinky, blinky parrots. Yes. All right. Thanks, Liz. Next happy up, new year. We're going to go to Celine. Celine, what you got going on? Hey, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Awesome. First time on uh, Show and Tell, so I want to make wow. sure everything's working. 
So uh, my wife's Christmas present this year is an implementation of the uh, very cool Pixie Cyberwig tutorial on your website and the Project M uh, open source music visualizer. Uh, so what I did is I got um, one of your four meter strips of dot star LEDs uh, and the uh, Feather M0. And by running the um, uh, music visualizer on the screen, I can basically take these really cool kaleidoscopic um, sort of, uh, uh, you know, almost psychedelic images um, that kind of pulsate to music and transmit them to the to the LEDs. So my wife's a Zumba instructor, and we wanted she's been teaching everything uh, really virtually uh, since the pandemic started from our living room. She wanted something to kind of spice it up and kind of give a little more energy to the room. So mm -hmm. basically, I wanted to create something uh, that would uh, that would that would light up and pulse to the music. So um, I, can I share my screen real quick and kind of show yeah. you a video of it? Yeah. Um, let's see. So we got share, screen sharing. And uh, I'm going to share audio. I hope it'll I hope the audio will come through because that'll yeah, make it uh, cooler. Um, it says, "Yep, share." And I'm going to bring up. Uh, can you guys see the video here? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So here she is doing her teaching her Zumba class with the uh, you know LEDs flashing in the background. And in a second, I'm going to just kind of pan around and you'll see the uh, computer screen. What's kind of going on on the computer screen that's being uh, transmitted uh, over to it? Yeah, here we go. So this is kind of one of the images. There's actually a whole bunch of different presets in there that do different. And it's just kind of cycling through different uh, visualizations and creating these cool effects on the screen or on the LEDs. So that's it. That's me. Thank that's my you, project. Sweetie, what a great gift. Outstanding. And yeah, I, she loved it. She loved it. It came out better than I than I possibly could have imagined. I like how makers find a way. I mean, this is uh, not only the best gift. It's thoughtful. It's timely. And it's something that, you know, you'll remember. Like this yep. is like, remember that year when I made you that thing when we ended up with that. All right. Thanks cool. so much, Liam. Thanks. Zumba Zoom. All, All right. right. Thanks, Liam. All right, next up. I don't want to say your name wrong. Siege? Oh, Tice, yeah. Tice, hey, sorry. Tice. What you got sorry. going on? Hi. Um, I'm was formerly coding for I don't remember from oh. the interview. Oh, that's right, that's right. I didn't want to say that because everyone, you know, changes their handles, but that's what I was gonna guess. Nice. Yeah, so um I didn't really know Python that well, I guess, in, or I still don't know Python that well, but I wanted to challenge myself with the project that used CircuitPython to make something with this Pi portal. And oh, yes. so I made this display, which is like a, oh, cool. it like CPU usage, RAM, oh, GPU usage, and my hard drive or solid state drive usage and stuff. Um, and I made this with the display IO library, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I didn't really use the like PyPortal library. I don't know. I just decided to display it. Yeah, that's cool. When you touch it, this is like the detailed view and it oh, that's cool. has a temperature there. I'm still working on the CPU temperature and stuff. But And this is on the computer that you're currently showing it on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, that, that makes sense. CPU is doing a little bit of work because there's video stuff going on. Um, you have a pretty fast computer, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Let me uh, stress my CPU here. You can see, hopefully this doesn't- You can open up like a PDF or something? Yeah, well, 100%. <laughs> That's a lot. And you can right, see- well, good work. This is great. Please post this up, because I think a lot of people would want to build yeah. this project. And we, we'll we just did this like cyber deck thing with the Raspberry Pi 400, where you have this like little display. Yeah. Um, back in the day, everyone liked to see that stuff, especially when they're yeah. using their computer, how much RAM, how much, you know, just to get to know their computer better. Cool project. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's good to see you, Coding Pro, again. Or Tice. Uh, I just killed your name again. I'm so sorry. It's, yeah, Tice. 
Tice. Right. Happy, Happy New Year. Year. I want to write this down. Happy New Year to you too. Thank you. All right. Next up, Brent. Hey, hey Brent. Brent. Hi. How are you guys? Good. 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 I uh, did something similar. I moved the weather project from the Magtag onto a Titano. And I'm also using, oh, I think I killed it, but um, your TMP 117s and unexpected maker's feathers. So yeah. I have one of those on each level of the house. So I can uh, display that as well. Oh, cool. So using Adafruit IO, that turned out pretty cool. Pretty happy with it. When you get a chance, um, tweet or email us or whatever. Um, we have a Brent on our IO team. Uh, yeah. We'd love to feature that in the newsletter. Yeah. All right. All right, All right. cool. Thanks Thank you so much, Brent. Thank you, Brent. People Happy named Brent love Adafruit IO. It's true. <laughs> That's true. That's what I've learned. Okay. And All right, next up. Not least, it's Larry. Hey, Larry. How's it going? Yeah. Oh, you have to uh, unmute Larry? Yes, forgot about that. Yeah, what you got? Go and tell here. So I've been experimenting with some Bluetooth low energy devices lately and some simple things from thermal printer. So this is one of those $25 thermal printers that yeah. you Bluetooth. I just bought it thinking I could figure it out and it was pretty simple. It just does the standard Bluetooth, uh, uh, standard UART kind of communication over Bluetooth. And so I put a little bit of code here running with my Bluetooth uh, thermal printer library. Let's power it up and see if it connects and works. All right, live demo. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, it's printing. Nice. So that was too. a pretty simple one. And then I got hold of one of these Bluetooth thermometers that you guys like. Yeah. Yeah, we just showed those M off Ninja. on Desk of Lady Ada. We're thinking about hacking them up and doing some stuff. Yeah, so I found uh, Aaron Christoffel, ATC1441. He figured out how to hack the firmware to make them transmit the data unencrypted. So now it's just putting out advertisements with, with unencrypted data for the temperature and humidity. So I'm going to do some data collection from that. But the more interesting project I wanted to show you tonight is my remote display library. And I wanted to show it to you guys to get some feedback for you as well. So this is a nice Adafruit uh, NRF52840 Feather driving a... Featherwing TFT, and it's running my remote library, but telling it to send it to the SPI display. And I've got a little button on the back. If I can press it, uh, there it is. So it's running this simple program to just do some primitives on the LCD. Now I've got that same code running on my remote display library. And if I power up this other, uh, NRF52 Feather, and a remote display server. So now we're running this the same program remotely over Bluetooth, and it's got a virtual button from the touch screen. That's cool. Nice. So these, are, these are primitives being transmitted over Bluetooth, like draw a line. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also have a Mac and an iPad app that that serves. So anything can serve as a display server, and any Bluetooth device can send the commands to the display server. But the, the thing that I wanted to accomplish was the same program can talk to a real display or a virtual display. And so the idea is that if you've got a project idea and you don't own whatever type of LCD, you can prototype it with an iPhone, you can prototype it on your PC, 
get all the graphics to look correct and then send it to a real display or change display types and it's all going to be kind of magically supported the, the magic is in the details yeah i think that there's definitely like your display stuff out there i check out you know all of the standalone next gen displays and see what they're doing and and basically publish the protocol that's the most important thing because all these displays that people have done these are like uh displays with uart or spi or or I squared C command sets, there's no documentation. So like people always have to end up reverse engineering them. So that's like, I think the most important thing is just having documentation about what data to send and what you're gonna expect on the other side. Yeah, I'm gonna make it um, public soon. It's right now it's private until I get it a little clearer and then I'll release it to everyone. I, I really want to Yeah. All right. Yeah, you can awesome. say, I'll publish that next year. I'll publish it next year. All right. Well, so yeah, you can say I worked on that last year. All right. Come on by when it's public and, and uh, share with people on Discord. They'll, I'm sure they'll love it too. We'll do. All right. All right. All right. We have to get That's it going because we have, we were a couple minutes late. We have a show coming up. Yeah, we got to ask an engineer going. Larry, thanks for stopping Thank by for stopping and showing by. us the projects. Thank you, Silly. Thank you, Painter Dragon. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Liz. Thank That's you, right. Scott. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, everybody who came by Show and Tell, not only today. But all year long, that's right. This has been fun. We did it. We've been doing it. We've been doing this for a decade, and we're going to be here next week because that's what we do, and that's what you can look forward to. So keep building, keep sharing. We'll see everybody next week. Don't forget, you can hang out in Discord twenty four seven. Show your projects there. We'll be on Ask an Engineer in a matter of seconds. Thank you, everybody. See you all next year. Go.